Welcome to this month's pharmacy team training update. My name is Judith Polton and I am a community pharmacist with a special interest in healthcare education. This month's training is to support Children's Oral Health and National Smile Month, which is one of the six mandatory national public health campaigns that your pharmacy needs to support this year. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions, and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In this training, we are going to briefly review the reasons why it is so important that you and your team support parents and carers with their children's oral health, the key areas you should focus on, how you can support National Smile Month, and the resources available to help you build displays to start conversations. As part of the recent QPS payments, healthcare team members were asked to complete the CPPE module on dental health as part of the HLP payment, and I want to refresh your memory on some of the key points. The link to the CPPE module is on the resources page on the right-hand side of this screen. Public Health England data showed that a quarter of five-year-olds had tooth decay in an average of three to four teeth, and the majority of tooth decay in children under six was untreated. Having a tooth extracted was the most common reason for children between the ages of five and nine being admitted to hospital. Tooth decay can also affect children's schooling as they may be absent or may be tired or in pain. The risk of tooth decay increases for those living in the more deprived areas of the country. 90% of tooth decay is preventable by following some simple steps. One, ensure that teeth are brushed regularly. Two, reduce the amount and frequency of sugar consumed. Three, use toothpaste with fluoride. And four, ensure regular visits to the dentist. You and your team are in a great position to give advice to parents and carers of children when they visit your pharmacy. And for the rest of this training, we are going to look at how you can engage them. These ideas can be used at any time to run a campaign. However, we will also look at ideas to support National Smile Month, which runs from mid-May to mid-June. Please remember that children's oral health is one of your mandatory campaigns, and if you choose to do your own display from the suggestions in this training, you will also need to display any show material and leaflets sent to you from Public Health England. Please also remember to keep a note of the number of interactions you have and any success stories so that you can report them if required to do so. We will start with looking at good oral hygiene. This should start as soon as the first tooth appears. Teeth should be brushed at least twice a day. Last thing at night, this is really important, and on one other occasion during the day. Toothpaste containing between 1350 and 1500 parts per million of fluoride for the over threes and not less than 1000 parts per million for the under threes should be used. Do you know which ones you stock in your pharmacy? If not, check after you've completed this training. 
Delivering Better Oral Health, a government publication, has a list of all the brands of toothpaste available and their fluoride content on pages 22 to 28. This can be found on the resources page on the right-hand side of this screen. So how much toothpaste should be used? For children aged under 3, a smear of toothpaste should be used, whilst those aged 3 to 6 should use a pea-sized blob. Toothbrushes for children should have a small head and medium bristles and can be either manual or electric. All children under seven should be supervised when brushing to ensure they're doing it correctly and for long enough. Try to make it fun. Use toys and colourful accessories. Maybe the child's favourite toy will also need to have their teeth brushed. You need to advise the parent or carer that initially they will need to guide their child's hand so they can feel the correct movement when brushing their teeth. Explain that you should get them to start at the back of the mouth and work their way round. Ensure that they're tickling the gum line and not applying too much pressure. Suggest that it is useful to have a mirror so that the child can see exactly what they're doing. So how long is long enough? The recommendation is that we all brush for two minutes. This will be a challenge, as most children will not want to do it for that long. If parents and carers are finding this tricky, you could suggest that they use the free Brush DJ app that is recommended by NHS.UK that has both a timer and music to listen to whilst brushing, as well as informative videos. Parents and carers need to get their children to spit out after brushing, but not to rinse, as this maintains fluoride concentration levels. You also need to make them aware that rinsing with water, mouth washes or mouth rinses, even those containing fluoride, is not advised as this washes off the fluoride from the toothpaste. For older children, disclosing tablets can be used to help indicate areas that are being missed. Finally, don't forget to remind parents and carers that NHS dental care for children is free and that they should take them to the dentist as soon as their first milk tooth appears, and then regularly after that. They can check with their dentist how often to make an appointment. Displays you could do in your pharmacy to support a good dental hygiene campaign could include a giant set of teeth with supporting messages. Maybe you could do a plaque man game as seen on the screen. Could you focus on the fact that you need to brush for two minutes and give parents and carers ideas on how to make this fun, for example by listening to a song, using an egg timer or using one of the free apps on your phone or tablet? Maybe you could find pictures of children's teeth with cavities and do a display with leaflets and information about what parents and carers should be doing to ensure that their children don't get them. There is a list on the resources page of free posters and leaflets that you can download to help with these displays. The food and drink we eat contain sugars, which the bacteria in our mouths feed on and produce potentially damaging acid. And it is both the amount and frequency of free sugar we consume that causes the problem. You could look at it as a tug of war in your mouth between the saliva in the mouth and the fluoride of the toothpaste to protect the teeth against the plaque and sugars that exist. The key message you need to give parents and carers will be about reducing the amount and frequency of sugar consumption and avoiding sugary foods before bedtime. 
Sugars found naturally in whole fresh fruit and vegetables and those found naturally in milk and milk products are not included. This advice should start from birth and Public Health England recommends that breast milk is the only food or drink babies need for around the first six months of their life. First formula milk is the only suitable alternative to breast milk. Bottle-fed babies should be introduced to drinking from a free-flow cup from the age of six months and bottle feeding should be discouraged from 12 months old. Only breast or formula milk or cooled boiled water should be given in bottles and only milk or water should be drunk between meals and adding sugar to foods or drinks should be avoided. The advice is that children from four to six years old should have no more than five sugar cubes a day, that is 19 grams, rising to seven sugar cubes or 30 grams a day for 11s and over. A single 330ml can of a soft drink with added sugar, which can contain as much as 35 grams of sugar, may instantly take a child over their maximum recommended daily intake of sugar. Whilst parents and carers may be aware that chocolate, cakes, puddings, ice creams, sugary drinks, syrups and jam are high in sugar and thus more likely to cause cavities, they may not be aware that honey, fresh fruit juice, fruit smoothies, breakfast cereals and dried fruit are also culprits. Dried fruit is not recommended as a snack between meals as it sticks to the teeth and therefore the child should consume this as part of a larger meal. Fizzy drinks are the single largest source of sugar consumption for children aged 11 to 18, and they provide an average of 29% of daily sugar intake. Therefore, fizzy drinks, soft drinks, juice drinks and squashes sweetened with sugar have no place in a child's daily diet. Finally, Please make patients aware of sugar-free varieties of medicines when they are in your pharmacies. If there is no alternative available, remind them to get the child to clean their teeth or have a drink of water after swallowing the medicine, as this will dilute the sugar on the teeth. If you and the team want to do a display about sugar, there are numerous ideas you could use. For example, could you get empty packs of popular breakfast cereals, and measure out in grams how much sugar is in a portion, and also do a display next to it of the maximum daily amounts of sugar children should be having depending on their age. Or you could do a similar exercise with common drinks, making sure you include milkshakes, fruit smoothies and fruit juices to show that they are actually not healthy. Could you do a display showing suggestions for swapping high sugar foods and drinks for those containing less sugar? Change for Life and Save Kids from Sugar both have excellent resources and good advice. Maybe you want to remind people to ask for sugar-free medicines, but please remember not to display actual products on your healthy living zone. There are some amazing tools available for you to download for free, including posters, leaflets and activity sheets for children, and all the links to these are on the resources page. National Smile Month runs from mid-May to mid-June and concentrates on the three main messages we have covered in this training. That is, brushing teeth last thing at night and on at least one other occasion with a toothpaste containing fluoride. 
cutting down on the amount and frequency of sugary food and drink consumed, and visiting the dentist regularly. But National Smile Month isn't just about education and stressing the importance of a healthy mouth. It is also about having lots of fun doing it. A smile might be a small gesture, yet it can have a remarkable effect on our state of mind, as well as the emotional welfare of others. On the screen, there are examples of some displays to give you some ideas about displays you could build. You may also want to think about talking to your local dentist practices to see if you could do a joint campaign. We have now come to the end of this training, and I hope you and the team have some ideas about the displays you can build in your pharmacy to support the campaign, as well as having a better understanding of how you can help parents and carers of children as well as adults to look after their teeth. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.